As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If there's one thing we know how to do here in Appalachia, it's telling tales. And that's only natural, because we got a lot of folklore all its own. Made up of monsters, ghosts, jack tales, and a whole lot more. Sit back and listen now, as we tell you all the lore of these mountains. You're listening to Mountain Lore, Tales from Appalachia. Jana, we're going to talk about goblins today. Mm-hmm. As usual, Steve, this sounds pretty spooky to me. <laughs> uh, well, it's a very long and involved story, Jana, so are you ready to tell it? I'm ready to go. All right. And as many of these stories begin, <laughs> we say, Once upon a time, a young farmer's whole harvest had failed. His hay was spoiled and his cattle had died so that he couldn't even do the work to his landlord. But one Sunday, this fellow was sitting sorrowfully at his door as the people passed by the church. There came up to him Annie, an old woman, of whom it was said she could suck the cows dry, call down hail on the crops, and bring disease on men. And thanks to her reputation, she was never sent away empty-handed when she came back. Good day, farmer, said Annie as she came up. Good luck to you, was the answer. What's the matter with you? You look miserable. Well, the farmer replied that things weren't exactly going well for him. He then remarked, Folks say you can do a lot of mischief, but you're a clever woman. Perhaps you can help me. Folks think I'm bad because they are bad themselves, replied the old woman. But what has happened to you? Well, the farmer told her all his misfortunes. Then the old woman said, Would you like to escape your present poverty and become a rich man at once? I wish with all my heart I could, cried the farmer. Then old Annie laughed and said, If I were as young and strong as you, if I were brave and not afraid of the dark, and if I knew how to hold my tongue well, well, I know what I'd do. Tell me what you mean. I'd do anything to get rich, for as things are, my life is a burden to me. Then the old woman looked cautiously around, 
and said softly, Do you know what a shrat is? The farmer answered in horror, I don't know, but I've heard dreadful things. Well, I'll tell you then. It's a creature, a goblin, that any man can make for himself, but it must be done so secretly that no human being can see him. Its body is a broomstick, its head is a broken jug, its nose a piece of glass, and its arms two distaffs with which a woman 100 years old has spun. All these things are easily got. She continued. On three Thursday evenings, you must go all alone to the crossroad, Set your goblin upright and say the words I'll teach you. On the third Thursday, the goblin will come to life. Heaven deliver us from evil, cried the farmer. Oh, you're afraid? Then I've said too much already. No, I'm not afraid. Go on. This goblin is then the servant of him who has brought it to life at the crossroad. It lives in his house in the garret and must do whatever he wants bid it to do. No one can see it but its master. It brings him money, corn, and hay, but not more at once than a man can carry. The farmer then asked, But if you know all that, why have you never made one of these admirable treasure bringers for yourself instead of remaining a poor woman all your life? I've made up my mind to do it a hundred times, and I've begun to do it a hundred times, but my courage always failed. A friend of mine who had one used to often talk to me about it, but I was too timid to follow his example. My friend died, and his masterless goblin lived a long time in the village here and played the people many a trick. Once, he tore a woman's yarn all to pieces, and when they found it out and were going to throw the yarn away, behold, there lay a heap of gold under it. After that, the goblin disappeared. At that time, there was nothing I wished so much as to have that goblin of my own, but now I am old and gray and don't think of such things. I have courage enough, said the farmer, but wouldn't it be better to talk it over with the minister first? You fool! You mustn't talk it over with anyone, but least of all the minister. For when you call the goblin to life, you make over your soul to the devil. At that, the farmer jerked back in horror. Oh, don't be so scared, said the old woman. To make up for it, you will have a long life and everything your heart could wish for. And when you feel that your last hour is near, you may still escape from the claws of Satan, if you are clever enough to get rid of your goblin. How can I do that? Well, if you set him a task he can't perform, you are rid of him. But you must set about it cleverly, for it's not easy to get the better of him. The man I told you of wanted to get rid of his goblin, so he set him to fill a cask of water carried in a sieve. But the goblin carried the water, and carried water, and never stopped till he had filled the cask with the drops that clung to the sieve. Then he died without getting rid of the goblin? Well, why was he so stupid? But one thing I must tell you, 
you must feed your goblin well to keep him in good humor. A farmer once put a plate of broth in the attic for his goblin, as he had always done. A servant noticed it, ate the broth, and put sand in the plate. That night, the goblin beat the farmer cruelly. So he did every night till the farmer found out the cost and carried up a fresh plate of broth. Then he let him alone, and now you know all about it. Well, the farmer fell silent. By and by, he began, There's a good deal about it I don't like, Miss Annie. Well, you've asked my advice, and I've given it, said the old woman. Choose for yourself. Poverty and want may come upon you. This is the only way to escape them and become a rich man. And, if you use your wits... You'll be able to cheat the devil of your soul besides. Well, after that Sunday, the farmer was never to be seen in the village. He neglected his field work, and his crop, such as it was, was spoiled. His house looked desolate and forsaken. Meantime, the farmer sat in his smoky room, with the door bolted and the window curtains drawn tight, working diligently day and night at his goblin by the light of a pine torch. He got together all that was needed for it, including even the distaffs with which the old woman, 100 years old, had spun. He put all the pieces carefully together, got the jug on the broomstick, fastened on a piece of broken glass for a nose, and painted the eyes and mouth with red paint. Then he wrapped the body in colored rags, as he'd been told to do, and all the time he thought with horror that now he had the power to call this uncanny creature to life and that he should have to keep it beside him all his days. But when he remembered the riches it was to bring his abhorrence subsided, the goblin was soon finished, and the next Thursday, after dark, the farmer carried it to a crossroad in the woods. There he sat his goblin upright, sat down next to it, and waited. Well, every time he looked at it, he almost fainted with terror. Every puff of wind went through his very bones, and when an owl hooted in the distance, He thought he already heard the goblin groaning, and his blood froze in his veins. When the day broke at last, he took the goblin and stole cautiously home. On the second Thursday, he did just the same. At last, the third Thursday night came, and now the charm was to take effect. The wind howled, and the moon was hidden behind thick clouds when the farmer, at the dead of night, reached the crossroad with his goblin. As he did the last two Thursdays, he sat it upright, but thought as he did so, suppose I were to break it in a thousand pieces, go home and work hard and steady. I need have nothing to do with the powers of evil. Oh, but I am miserably poor, and this creature will make me rich. Come what may, things can't be any worse with me. He looked around anxiously, turning trembling to the goblin dropped three drops of blood from his finger upon it, said the charm which the old woman had taught him. Suddenly the moon came out from behind the clouds and shone down on the place where the farmer was standing before his goblin. The farmer was petrified with terror when he saw the goblin coming to life. The creature rolled his eyes horribly, turned slowly round and round, and now when he again came face to face with his master, he asked in a creaking voice, What do you want? Well, this was too much for the farmer, who was already half mad with fear. He fled as if for dear life, not caring what happened. 
The goblin ran, rattling and gasping after him, and kept crying, Why did you bring me to life if you're to forsake me now? But the farmer ran on and never looked back. Then the goblin seized his shoulder and his wooden grasp and cried, You have failed in your bargain by running away. You fledged yourself to the devil and now you'll gain nothing by it. You've set me free. I'm no longer your servant, but I will be your tormentor and plague you to the last hour of your life. Well, the farmer dashed madly into his cottage, but the goblin, invisible to all but him, followed. Well, from that day forth, the farmer failed in whatever he undertook. Nothing but weeds grew in his fields. His cattle always died, his roosts fell in, and when he took hold of anything, it broke in his hands. Neither man nor maid would enter his service, and at last everyone held aloof from him as though he was an evil spirit, bringing ill luck wherever he appeared. Harvest had come around again, and the farmer was a mere shadow of himself when one day he met old Annie. Well, the old woman greeted him and looked mockingly in his face. Oh, it's you, cried the farmer. I'm glad to have fallen in with you. Where are your promises, your riches and good fortune? I've sold myself to the devil and I'm in hell already and it's all your fault. Softly, softly, said the old woman. Who bade you play with the powers of evil if you were afraid? I warned you earnestly, but at the last moment you slunk away like a coward and thereby freed the goblin from his service. If you hadn't done that, you would have been a rich and happy man as I told you. But you never saw the awful face of the goblin coming to life, said the farmer. Oh, fool that I was to let myself be led astray by you. I didn't lead you astray. I only told you what I knew. Then help me now. Help yourself. I can do nothing. I have more reason to complain of you than you of me. I didn't defraud you. But where is the provision for my old age that you promised? You are the cheat, not I. Never mind that now. Show me how to escape. Tell me what to do. I'll do whatever you ask of me. No, said Annie. I know no more. I must remain a beggar, and it is your fault. With these words, she turned and left him. Well, the farmer hastened to his cottage, where he now lived all alone. There stood the goblin in a corner. He received him with an angry grin and said, Where's my supper? What will it take to go away and leave me in peace? Where's my supper? Give me my supper quick. I'm hungry. Wait here. I'll give it to you directly. Well, the farmer seized a pine torch, which was burning in the chimney corner, rushed out like a madman, and locked all the doors from the outside. Well, it was a cold autumn night, and the wind blowing through the pines sounded like strange wailing voices. Now burn and roast, cried the farmer, throwing the burning torch on the thatched roof, so the whole cottage was soon in a blaze. Well, the villagers were soon awakened by the glow of the flames and flocked to the scene of the disaster. They wanted to put out the fire and save what they could, but the farmer would have none of it and pushed them away from the cottage, telling them to let it burn to the ground. He screamed about his tormentor and how he was now going to torment him for a change so that things may be made right again. Well, as you can imagine, everyone looked at the farmer in amazement, wondering how it was that he'd gone mad 
Then the house fell in with a crash. And the farmer cried loudly, Nice, Bert! That moment, the goblin, visible to the farmer alone, rose unharmed from the smoking ruins with a threatening gesture. The moment the farmer saw him, he fell to the ground with a dreadful cry. What do you see? Asked old Annie, who'd just come up and was standing next to him. But the farmer gave no answer, for he was dead of fear. And that, folks, is the tale of the goblin. Another tale from Appalachia. What do you think about that, Gina? Shoo! <laughs> don't be messing with the devil. Or if you're going to mess with the devil, don't freak you, out about it and you, run off. You best be falling through. <laughs> That's a good story, I think. Yeah. And I hope you folks enjoyed that. Just another one of those folk tales from this place we call home, Appalachia. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to the Mountain Lore Podcast on Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on most other podcast apps. We're on Facebook and Twitter at My Appalachia. We'd love to have you follow us. Again, folks, thanks for listening to our little tales. And as always, sweet dreams, podcast listeners. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.